tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Good, buddy. Good. Yeah. It's like a sauna in our oh, our recording space for yeah. some reason. It's very warm. I don't warm. know, man. I don't know. It gets weird. But hey, well, really quick, thank you guys so much for supporting uh, the podcast that we do, I do, all that stuff. Uh, a dream came true. I manifested something to happen. I had three podcasts in the top 200 of comedy podcasts. And without the swarm, without everybody who listens to Broken uh, and everybody who listens to Conspiracy Social Club, I don't know where I'd be. I'm very thankful for you guys. It means a lot to me. And I just want to say again that I would, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be here anymore. So thank you guys very much. I hate putting those out. When I do it, I regret it, but I I, I, have, I feel like I got to let remind people who I am and what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I shouldn't be have to do that because what anybody thinks of me is none of my business. But onward and upwards, great stuff going on. Very excited for the future. I want to thank, again, New Jersey, Dojo of Comedy, five-pack shows, great shows, had a great time. Thank you all for coming out. Myself, Howie Dewey, we loved it, and we love you, and I love the Dojo of Comedy in Morris Plains. Uh, Mike Romanelli and the whole crew there are running a class act at a, uh, a top-shelf comedy club, and it was good to celebrate five years with them. Uh, if you want to see me live, i got shows coming up here. Uh, the Los Angeles, uh, this Wednesday night, uh, which is tomorrow, uh, I am going to be having another comedy cast live at the World Famous Comedy Store. And then following that, fr- February 24th and 20, 25th, I will be at t- the Tacoma Comedy Club and Spokane Comedy Club. Tacoma sold out, yo! Woo-hoo! Sold out. Holla Woo-hoo! at your boy. Sold out. So grab your tickets at Spokane. Come on, sell that one out too. And then the following week, I'm in the House of Comedy in the, in the Mall of America, in Bloomington, Minneapolis. I'm very excited. One of my favorite clubs to play, uh, March 2nd through the 4th. And then we have more dates coming up. At the end of the month, I'm in Yuma. And then I'm doing a OnlyFans, an OnlyFans ha- ha- happy birthday party So in Vegas. So it should get weird. Go to samtribly.com. You're going to see all. I mean, I've been cranking out some great, really great um content uh, if you want some you want some really special uh content i put some stuff uh, dude i can't even talk right now but if you want some premium content i'm on rockfin rockfin.com tim fall hat put out some killer episodes this week zero you get it for free because daddy loves you you get it for free and then finally we have conspiracy social club uh you could listen to the more edgier episodes on rockfin and then we give one free episode on 
on YouTube and wherever you listen to the podcast. Just go put in AKA Deep Waters and you'll find YouTube. And then my investment show, Cash Daddies, myself, Johnny, Howie Dewey. We're crushing it. A lot of people coming up to me telling me about how they want to get in on the $1,000 Make Love in Front of Sam and Johnny movement. A lot of talk. <laughs> lot of talk going on. We'll get in the broken sim later tonight on that. But again, $20, make you holler. Howie's Homies is on fire. Johnny, am I right? Absolutely. Am I right? So go to patreon.com slash cash days if you want to learn to invest. All of our affiliates are there. All of my affiliates are on are on the samtriple.com. Buy gold and silver. Uh, Harley, not Haley, I've been told. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it wrong. Harley, Harley Ray, Crystals, and then our good friends at Brown Gas. That's right, the Brown Gas. Go check that out again. At, uh, uh, and then all, you can listen and watch all my videos go down. You can watch all my videos on samtriplee.com. They're all there. Caught up. Bam. Watch them right there. All my podcasts, all my stuff. I love it, for, love it very much. And then T-shirts, of course. Just go to samtribly.com or tinfoilhattshirts.com. And we got new t-shirts going up all the time. I got some great ones coming. I haven't seen this one. Yeah, that one. And I owe the guy money who made that. If you listen and I haven't paid you, you got to prove to me that was you because I want to pay you for the t-shirt. It It says, uh, that which consumes your mind controls your life. Trust the media. Question nothing. It's meant to be don't think. There you go. Bang, bang, pow. We're going to get in color, too. So go check that at shirts.com. Guys, anything else? Uh, Broken Simulation is also on Rockfin. If you want to check that out there, we had like an extra half hour of footage that we had to cut out of the episode this it week. It gets really we little, weird. Really weird. risque. And uh, Broken Sims on YouTube, too. Uh, the new one just dropped out there today. Uh, check that out, and we'll have a new Broken Sim out soon. All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. It was what the kids call a banger. Shane Cashman comes on, drops the hammer of the gods on us, and it was a wonderful podcast, and we would have them back anytime. Hope you enjoy. Stay tuned after the show for a clip from the latest Broken Simulation. We've got progressives going wild. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. All right, let's get into it. Very excited to have this guest on. He's from TimCast. Uh, He's a great writer. I've been following his work. Please welcome Shane Cashman. How are you, Shane? I'm good. How are you guys? Brother, I'm doing fine. Uh, Had a great weekend. Enjoying the victories in life. I can't complain, man. I can't complain. So thank you for asking. Uh, real quick, before before we get into it, why don't you tell our listeners, for those who may not be familiar with you, a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. Cool. Uh, well, I'm an ex professor. I taught fiction and poetry for like 10 years, got out of that world because it's a rotten institution. (laughs) And, uh, I was freelance writing for different magazines throughout that time. I was furniture moving, doing a bunch of weird, odd jobs. <clears throat> Eventually, I landed at TinCast. Uh, Tim hired me to start writing strange stories about conspiracy theories, ghosts, paranormal stuff. You know, I kind of get into simulation theory. I did a whole book that's coming out next month about the lost Confederate gold in Washington, Georgia. Uh, you can find the first Inverted World book, which is our paranormal series at invertedworldbook.com. And uh, we uh, we do like a when, when I'm releasing the books we serialize them so 
once a week, we'll put out a narrated and illustrated version of those books at timcast.com. Bam. Crushing it. Do you have an Instagram or a Twitter yep, or um, a website? I got, I got all of those hellscapes. I'm Shane Cashman everywhere. Perfect. Look at you grabbing it. I get upset yeah, when I go on. somewhere I can't get it. I'm like, is there another Sam Tripoli out there just racing me to the latest <laughs> social media? These there's assholes. People that, there's people that do that, that buy like the, when some new app comes out, they'll buy the Ro- Joe Rogan one and they'll hit you up and be like, hey, I'll sell it to you since I've got on top of it. Yeah, the guy who owns yeah. JoeRogan.com yeah. mm-hmm. has been holding out on Joe Rogan forever. And now Joe's like, I don't, I, I don't need it. used that. to be called URL yeah. squatting in the old days. They would, people would just go yeah. Back in the day, things. someone's showing their age, huh? <laughs> it's like the gold rush. They got to get it to it quick and then yeah. they'll sell it to you. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, like I used to do a ton of drugs and I quit. And then a new addiction I got was uh, buying domain names. <laughs> I'm always yeah. amazed when you can find a, a really cool domain yeah, still. I've been logged into yeah. his, go, his what's it called? Uh, what's that? The service you use? Uh, something Daddy? Go Daddy? Go Daddy? Yeah, Go Daddy. He's got. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have so many domains. Oh, dude, I just probably hundreds. <laughs> I think I, I buy. I, I won't even give them up. I know. I, I don't a, know what your renewal fees. Must I have be a pole here. dancing karaoke show that I still hold the domain names to because I will bring that back. Yes, I will bring you. that back. That's a, that's a healthier addiction. Yeah, than, that is a great. I love. Drugs, I know? love producing stuff. So, so, <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're in the mix. We're in the mix. Uh, you know, I, I I've been on Tim's show. I had a great time. I went shotguns with them. Him and Luke and the whole crew oh, yeah. there. Uh, I've been yep. to the five story uh, compound. Pretty fucking <laughs> cool. I mean, I don't even know what he paid for that, but five stories in uh, Virginia or wherever he is. I mean, that's got to yep. be. That's got to be. I mean, like, it's got to be expensive. And then, yeah, I think compared to LA prices, it's probably super cheap. I mean, we yeah, can all have our LA, own sure. floor. <laughs> Imagine. And never see each other until we did a show well, and just have a hard perfect. rule. Don't come to my fucking right. floor. What would we do with the other two floors? <laughs> I don't know, probably put a basketball gym and MMA place so I could practice my jiu I like how you didn't think about a podcast room at all, a podcast floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So we have to. So the top floor would be a podcast studio, and the bottom floor would just yeah. be where I learned to kill with my hands. That's yeah, what he's, it would be. Uh, He's working on some on some things, and I'm like, I'm like, you should just build a moat at this point. If you're gonna call it a castle, let's like do a whole moat. That would be and, so cool if you had a moat, you know? bro, with monsters. I, I think it's doable. You know, I think we can do it. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of monsters, I've always wondered, and, and we'll get into what, some of the stuff I want to talk to you about. But I've always wondered what happened to war criminals when they die. How do they come back? And I found out they're they're tiny fish in Petco. They're these tiny fish in these basically Dixie cups that just sit there and you're at the whim of anybody. I mean, yeah. my, uh, my some, daughter some is grabbing them, right? It's like, you're probably, uh, my daughter ghost just grabs uh, fucking Hitler. I'm like, you got Hitler in your hands. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? As it, as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. As and as it should and be. you can get like Mao. It's either that. Mao and Hitler and drop them in a bowl together. Yeah, and see them fight it out. It's either that or they're yeah. blowing donkeys in Tijuana. Those are the two places I think they go. <laughs> yeah. So, That's good. Uh, so uh, Shane, I'm friends with a lot of people on the internet, and there was all this kind of craziness. I'd love to get into it with you on the Eliza Blue stuff. Eliza Blue yeah. has been on our show. Uh, yep. She's, I mean, the whole time I was interviewed, I'm like, this chick is stunningly good looking. And to the, to this day, it's still, I'm like, <laughs> but she's hot, right? And, <laughs> But there, it seems to me there there is some stuff going on with her story. Uh, I I don't like to, you know, 
I, I I have this weird thing with her because, you know, obviously there's been some stuff going on with the perception that she, and I'm probably going to get trouble for saying it that way. I just don't want to get, you know, put myself in an awkward position, but like, it seems to be like she has this ability to censor and not only censor, but get people's accounts shut down. And that to me is the real yep. issue right there. It's like, how is this freaking happening? Now, I want I want to get you to, uh, my my opinion on Liza Blue is that she's a super hot chick, and when you're really young, you're just slinging ass everywhere, and as you get older, right. you somewhat regret some of the stuff that you did, and because mm. in our society we've uh, we've weaponized regret for women, we've actually encouraged them to look back at their past behavior and be like, you were manipulated by men. You didn't want to do any of that. You you had no clue right. what you were doing and you were just a baby deer and you just got manipulated by grizzly bears, okay? In reality, they were very powerful <laughs> and they were enjoying the attention. And But she has, right. uh, unless I'm wrong, she has gone after like these pedophile counts on Twitter when a lot of people weren't doing that. So it's this weird thing where it's like, yeah, she's, she's most likely, uh, not being forthcoming with all everything, but there is some stuff she's done that is, is helpful, but she's compounded her problems by trying to take away people's abilities to not only criticize her, but also, make a living which is a really right. big thing from a guy who's been shadow banned everywhere that fucking yeah. sucks and it becomes yep. the the streisand effect where you are uh bringing more attention on yourself and yep. so i want to because i know you were in the, something happened with you i didn't get all the specifics but i wanted to hear you know people like chrissy mayers good friends of mine and zero Duck tony are good friends of mine but i, right. I you know and i've had talks with them on the whole situation and they gave me their feelings. I felt they had some very valid uh, feelings and I felt kind of awkward that I even brought it up. So I would love to hear your thoughts on it. And I'm coming yeah. from a, a real question. This isn't like any kind of gotcha. And I'm like, really would love yeah. to know your opinion on it. Well, yeah, I had all the same questions that you put out there too. And I'll also say that <clears throat> we also, we, yeah, the culture operates now where they make women and men have to like, reanalyze their past and want to maybe tell it in a new way. But we also, we've turned victimhood into a currency. So when people see someone that they think has made up a victim story, it's hard for people nowadays to be like, this is just more of the victimhood, victimhood currency, you know, which I also get. Um, and you know, my, I know Eliza cause we did IRL together. Uh, we had talked pre previously on Twitter and, uh, you know, she said some nice things about me, which then once I started writing the story, you know, they were like, well, how is he going to write anything that's worthwhile, which I, I get, you know, I, I kind of put it all in the story. So when her uh, story as a survivor started breaking apart on Twitter, I had been in the process of thinking about writing a profile on her because uh, I'd done that for Kanye after he did the InfoWars thing. I spent a weekend with him, just kind of got his story. I did that with Carrie Lake during uh, her court trial. 
And so now it was like, I thought the Eliza story was going to be easy. I'm like, I'm just going to write about this woman who's, we don't know her story. Um, so I'm going to go talk to her. And literally when it's finally like scheduled <clears throat> as I'm on the plane, well, it's actually before, I mean, like the week before I fly out there, it's all starting to fall apart. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is like the, the trilogy now of controversy that I'm flying into. It felt like a war zone. Um, <laughs> but I had all this, I had all the same questions. I was like, okay, people are questioning a lot of stuff online, valid. Uh, when I did IRL with Eliza, it's funny in retrospect, she, that was the episode where she read a statement or statements from supposed Tate survivors. Uh, you know, we kind of know where that's gone now, but at the time she read the statement and couldn't say anything else. And then Luke, Tim and myself were just kind of like, we kind of talked in circles because you know, what I said to her is it's hard you know, me too, oversaturated accusations that to the point where I'm like, I hear any accusation, I'm extremely skeptical of everything, which is kind of an unhealthy place to be because I don't want to have to look at everybody with complete skepticism, but I do. Um, and I remember her asking me something like, well, how do we change that? How do we change perception? And it's kind of funny in retrospect, I said to her, we need transparency, um, which then became one of the things that's like the biggest problem with her story, if you want to call it a problem, because, you know, she has said repeatedly before my story, before my interview with her and during my interview with her to a degree, this changed uh, throughout the story, but she said she can't talk about her own story because of legal issues. So there's this gap in the, in these stories that, I say this when I write, when I write my article or the, the first part of the story, I say, I'm going to go talk to this lady and I'm either going to expose some psychotic elaborate lie that she's planned out, or I'm going to make this person relive trauma, the kind of horrible trauma that like you wouldn't wish on anybody. Um, so as I land in, you know, as I get to the airport, it's been announced on, on Tim's show that I'm doing it. I'm like, Oh God, I hate writing under, this kind of like pressure of like everyone now I'm inundated with the people who want me to write a certain type of article. Um, I'm not that kind of writer. I just kind of talk to people. I ask a lot of questions. I'm not, I get that. I, I, you know, I, I wish I was Whitney Webb. You know, I think she's one of our greatest journalists, but I, to, to, uh, aside from her and a few others, I detest journalists and I just like to go talk to someone, uh, and get this out of the story, you know, let her talk because it, it had been a week or two of a mob online where it's one thing to ask questions, but it's another one you start to condemn and turn someone into a caricature, which I always despise. I hate hearing one like mob, one like giant monster, just condemn one person. And I probably have some PTSD from like watching that happen to someone like Trump or growing up listening to certain musicians that I liked, whether it was like NWA or, uh, or, or Marilyn Manson, you know, I just have this problem of seeing a lot of people say a lot of things and I don't know if they're true or not, but they're valid questions nonetheless. So I go out there, spend some time with her family, uh, ask them a bunch of questions, but while I'm there, it's, it's becoming so contentious online. Like people are, whether it's, I'm getting, you know, I'm putting this in quotes, harassed, intimidated just through Twitter and email and Instagram or whatever. Um, I start to like turn that into the story as well, because it's, it's all kind of about the internet and like these internet personalities and what happens on Twitter and people, um, 
it, when it goes beyond just asking questions and turns into like maliciousness. And I just don't like people being bullies. I don't mind people asking valid questions. I asked, I think almost every question that people wanted to ask Eliza, I, I asked her in person, whether or not they like their answers, that's on Eliza. On, you know, whether they like her yeah, answers is on, is on them. But, um, so I wrote the story and I, I definitely talked a little bit of shit on some people that you might be friends with just because I detest the way they talked about people without any of us knowing the full answers. You know, it's, it's one thing to just be funny and it's another thing to just like ask questions. But then when you start saying things that are, uh, just malicious for no reason, uh, and, or based on complete, um, fabrications, like what happened, they started reporting that, um, Elon Musk had unfollowed Eliza, which we had found out to the best of our ability. He never followed her. So it was like valid questions turned into like this insanity that was rooted in complete ignorance that I was like, I don't, you know, this is the kind of thing I hate. So I wanted to um, let Eliza tell her story and, you know, the people can judge from that. Uh, I'm not like a, a get a gotcha interviewer. I don't think I'll ever be that, but um, you know, I let her tell her story and then kind of went into what I thought was this bigger picture of people forming together and not having like any type of nuanced conversations, which is the thing I kind of always want in, in my stories, at least where I'm like, this is this person's story. I'm asking uh, questions that I'd rather not ask, especially with the, you know, her abuse, you know, whether you believe in it or not, I, I don't like asking questions where I'm like, well, what, you know, what happened is like, we talked about like uh, things that you could consider to be gore porn because people seem to demand these details about abuse that are icky, but it was part of the story and it had to be asked. But uh, I, share my skepticism throughout that whole story. I think I even tell her parents at one point, I'm like, you guys could be actors, you know, cause I'm, I'm borderline paranoid schizophrenic, <laughs> you know, I'm like to such a degree where my trust is so little for the vast majority of people that, um, you know, anything's ha anything's uh, possible. So no, I, you know, I, I think that's healthy. That. I think yeah. that's healthy for you. It is. And it, it is. And it isn't, you know, like skepticism, and, and it can go to an, a very unhealthy place yeah. you know, when you start to, you know, pe you meet people and it seems like you've met them organically and you're like, well, maybe this is the FBI, you know? <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. And if you live in a <laughs> place where your, your desire to find the truth makes you miserable, and mm -hmm. I see it all the time where people get just, they lose the plot. You know, yeah. and they just start going after people on their level or even <clears throat> below them, uh, you know, and, you know, when I brought this up to people that I love that are friends of mine, they push back on the fact that, okay, maybe she is lying about the narrative or maybe she's not being truthful about the narrative. Okay. And, yeah. But, but her actions after that, I think she played it completely wrong and, yeah. um, as a guy that is somewhat of a uh, pinata on the internet right now, I mean, like, it just, like, hey, everybody, if you want to get in content creating on the internet, just understand that when you get to a certain point, you just become a pinata. And because yeah. people either love you or they hate you because they have to feel something in their life. 
And, you know, uh, the narrative that Eliza came with, which may not be 100% true, uh, possibly. I mean, it's looking like that. She could get mad at me for saying it, but there are clips of one thing being said and her saying things later on. And you have to understand the internet is a really, really uh, permanent record for the most. I mean, unless the, the government wants to change it, then they go 1984 <laughs> and they're erasing the internet. But for us normal people, it's it's a it's a pr pretty permanent record, and everybody is, you know, screenshotting your tweets and saving your podcasts, and they got every word down at a time so they can go back and you know, which is a big reason why I'm so honest about all my faults. Because I have this real belief that if anyone's going to out me on anything, it's going to be me. I'm going to put myself out there. Uh, but she, she, when you go after people's, when you're, you make yourself look worse when you take away people's abilities to make a dollar. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And I feel that like, that she was just like, we've seen again, like I've said, we have a society where feminism is a women being sexually provocative. And at the time, they love it because it comes with so much attention from men and not just men, but men with money. And when you break it down to the most primal levels, females are after males with resources, Resource, even if they're not looking to have children. Okay. Their primal goal is to have offspring and find the men with the most money. That is as primal as it gets. And when you're really young and your body's tight and you're cute as you're cute you're ever going to be, man, you get a lot of attention. The more you that body you show, the more attention you get. And that's just the way it is. But as you get older, you start to realize that you're giving away that power. That by showing your b-hole on the internet and twerking and being a world star hip-hop girl, that you are giving away your divine feminine power. And now yeah. you, you're not happy about that, but there is a permanent record, you know? I mean, show me a chick that doesn't have some kind of naked pic somewhere on the internet. I'll show you a chick that has mental illness, basically, at this point, because <laughs> they all seem to want to sling it. It's just the way it is. And yeah. I think she just did a, a big disservice by taking away people's livelihoods because censorship is a really big issue right now. And you're totally right, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is that the Me Too movement has done more damage to women than good. And now with the Trevor Bauer situation and now the Andrew Tate situation where we've seen records of these girls talking about we're gonna make this up we're gonna act out we're gonna win an award and we're gonna yep. get rich yep so i i did ask her about the the video and the world star thing and uh you know people aren't happy with their answers and i get it because i, I was like how do you explain taking down uh how do you explain asking Twitter for accounts? the videos how do you well that's that's a whole other story she'll she'll tell you that it was you know she was under like uh stockholm syndrome and on drugs and stuff like that and i don't have the answers to that but that those are her answers to me you know okay but then i tell her like how do you explain so taking how do you explain <laughs> getting down these videos um that were public and she goes well they're not public now i'm like but they were public when people posted the pictures and you know, her explanation is 
uh, how did, I forget how she put it exactly, but it was something, there's some case happening. And I, I shared that, I, I think I shared part of the number. I said, I saw the case number in the story. And she said that there's some type of evidence that her legal team has that says that it wasn't as consensual as we all think. And I'm like, okay, well now, you know, if I had another, you know, a week or two, I would go and talk to world star and talk to the director and the director's girlfriend and stuff like that. Cause I don't know. Um, but it doesn't look good when you're taking down obviously people's Twitter accounts, people's YouTubes, um, you know, and so I don't know what is in that case. I don't know if that'll be made public. I, I hope it does. Cause it goes back to what I told her in the first place. Like we need transparency to, you know, be on your side at all. You know, if you want people to agree with what you're doing and not think of this as censorship, we need transparency. So at like one of the difficult things about writing that story is that the hardest turns in the story, which is talking about the names of the two traffickers and this video, it's kind of behind the curtain still. Um, and I kind of have to dance around how I'm skeptical of this, how it's like, I'm trying to give her grace and patience, which is funny. Cause like in the, in the beginning of the whole story, uh, in part one, I talk about how when she's given us the Tate, um, the Tate survivor accounts, I'm also in talks to go visit Tate and do an article on him in, in Dubai. Uh, and then the day after he agreed to that, he was arrested which seems ridiculous uh, clearly. And now we, we see how that's unschooling, but then, yeah, going to me too, me too destroyed our trust in, in each other. Um, you know, I think we knew before me too, that there are a lot of false accusations that are being made all the time. I went to a college. I saw a lot of false accusations, you know, uh, so, but some are obviously real. Cause I, I have, I had two little sisters. I have uh, a wife who went through crazy stuff and, we all kind of grew up in the same town. I've seen, we've all yes, seen bad yes, things happen. Yes, we know yes. there are horrible, we know there are horrible people in the world. People take advantage of, of these truths and then try to turn it into a currency, which is what people are worried Eliza was doing, which is why I tried to get her side of the story. But overall, Me Too, especially like Kavanaugh was like the pinnacle of, of Me Too just being like, well, we will weaponize this to destroy our political opponents, which is disgusting. So yeah, I, I think me too. That with you some big stuff yeah. came out about that, and I have my opinion on that. But we are getting in a very dangerous place mm-hmm. right now, where we <clears throat> studies are showing by a certain time, whether it's twenty twenty five or twenty thirty, fifty percent women will be childless; they won't have kids, and that's very dangerous for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is when you have kids, you tend to become a little more conservative. You tend to have a, like a thought about the future and all that. And a big problem we're having right now with the Me Too movement is that it's being pushed by women with no concern for men. Mm-hmm. And I've had arguments with women on stage in debate shows in which I turned to the audience and I saw a lot of couples. And I said to them, I go, some of you guys, you guys are dating. Some of you guys are going to be blessed to get married. And some of you guys are going to be blessed in that marriage to have children. And half of those children are going to be boys. And what you're doing right now by co-signing what this, and me and the person that I had an argument, we talked later, we made up, she's a wonderful person. Uh, mm-hmm. well, there was just a misunderstanding and, and, then, and then it was a very heightened time. But I go, what you're doing right now is you are creating an environment in which your future sons are walking into everything with two strikes against against them automatically. And we are not taking into account 
clout chasing, mental illness, uh, hell have no fury like a woman scorned, which you all know are real things. Okay, we are now getting to the point with this. Uh, I, I bring him up all the time. I think his name is Andrew Cunan. What's it? not Cunan? And that's the serial killer. Um, the guy from uh, All Gas No Breaks. Um, right. Dude, you read these articles, man. They're all like, they're all like consensual, 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 consensual. And you're like, why are we here right now? And now, you know, and I, I have to defend people I don't personally like. I don't I haven't met him, but, you know, uh, Aziz Azari. I, I mean, if you heard the things that that guy did to other comedians, mm. you know, it's ridiculous. But what happened to him was completely bullshit where she's yeah. like, I, I consented, but he should have seen it in my eyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> So now we have a situation that sounds like this, the Andrew Tate stuff, the thing that Johnny and I all talk, uh, maybe I don't talk to you about, but I talk to other Dodger fans about, about the yeah. uh, pitcher. What's his name? Julio Arias. Yeah, no, no, no. The pitcher that uh, they... Oh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, we Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, there's things going, I got my hooks in them. Oh, I want it harder. Wasn't hard enough. Hit me harder. And no, now he's crazy. black ball from the Major League Baseball. So what's the, what would be the punishment for fake accusations? I, well, see, when you when you start going into fake accusations, the automatic pushback is that will scare off actual survivors because to the to the left and the feminists, uh, a, a innocent man going to jail is acceptable in order to protect victims, and I, I think we should protect victims at all time. But a vic I'm sorry, man. Doing 15 years in jail for rape when you didn't do it is on par with the actual actual uh, act. And you can take me to war if you want that, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's fucking fine yeah. with me. But you, you yep. go to jail for 15 years as a sex predator and see how you fucking get t treated. Yep. Uh, I, I feel even gross about to say this because I hate the idea of thinking of more laws, but there should be something in place where people are held accountable for false accusations because they are literally destroying someone's life. You're destroying, their, if they have a family, you're destroying their whole family. Uh, you're destroying them in their community. You know, they're destroying them online. Um, and these things last forever. I think we're slowly moving in a direction as a society. And this is weird to think because I'm feeling a lot of despair in the world, but I also to have, mo I try to have hope and I see these paths to redemption uh, happening. What, but that, but that only really is for the people who might've done something that's bad, but not like evil, you know, but there's, we need paths back for people who've been accused, who everyone believes is bad, but they're not bad. Uh, Cause there's a ton of them, you know, in, in like every industry. Um, and it's, it's a real, real problem. And it makes me very sad to see these people. You know, I have a, I have a good friend who was accused of uh, a form of abuse that, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think he's done. Um, and you know, it's a whole crazy thing he's going through, but he's lost everything. Um, and you know, I can't prove anything, you know, cause I'm not with these people 24 seven. It's like, it's like the, the quintessential neighbor of the serial killer. He seemed like such a nice guy, you know, but right. I, to the best of my knowledge, this guy's a good guy. And, uh, he's obviously made some mistakes, there's obviously been drugs in the past. Um, he's a sober guy now. He's made a better life that doesn't absolve him from anything that he has done as bad in the past. But to the degree in which they're accusing him of certain things, 
uh, it seems like they've just created a caricature again out of someone and then they just believe in the caricature, but they forgot the real person exists, but he's lost everything, his, his career, his family. Um, and you know, that, that, ha- that started happening years ago. Um, <laughs> and it's still, you know, he's still dealing with that. And I don't know how people like that come back. You know, it's almost like they have to go into a, a type of witness protection, become a whole new person and just live their lives out now that they've been completely exiled. Uh, so that's why I think there should be, there's gotta be something for the f- false accusations. Um, I just don't know how that looks. Cause I also hate going to the government for help. <laughs> at the no, same time. I'm, I do. This is a very <laughs> complex thing because you'll ne- listen, dude, there women always talk about the male pi- power dynamic and that men are, men have the power, women don't. I, I, at 50 years old, I will tell you, based on my experience, that's not true, that there's both power dynamics going on. And mm. what you're asking women to do is give up the power to kneecap <clears throat> men. Yeah. And they'll, they'll never do it. It's yeah. never going to happen because they need that power right? They need that power. And what happens is, and I see it in comedy all the time, is when you do a joke, off-color joke about the relationship between men and women, women Mm -hmm. internalize it and -hmm. they get really quiet. They don't like it. Okay. I had a joke about that. Women could do anything that men could do except for take a joke. You know, (laughs) that's in my oppression math bit, right? They'll never do it. So when a woman comes forward, like, I, I, there was a woman who came forward after a particular famous comic had died, after he's dead, and mm-hmm. said, I don't know why everybody's celebrating me, celebrating him. He sexually harassed me after he's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the blue check mark woke women were like, oh my God, you're celebrating, you're celebrating, you're celebrating. There's nothing brave about that. Calling out somebody after he's fucking dead and he doesn't have the right to defend himself. It's okay, but yeah. look how women all co-sign on that because guess what? Every man they ever met didn't marry them, <laughs> and because they never got married, that's a fucking sign of aggression that yeah. they were treated like shit by men. Yeah. And I, I swore to myself I'd stop going off on this because I love women <laughs> and we have so many women on the show, and I could sit there and tell you all the shit guys do. I've seen dudes do it. This right. is like when I talk about my problems in, in 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 any court system. I mean, I recognize there are some real, not just some, a lot of piece of shit men out there. That mm-hmm. is that is not what we're talking about here. What we're mm-hmm. really talking about is power dynamics to destroy somebody as a as a a uh, weapon when you're hurt. And it's just like sometimes the world doesn't work out the way you want it to. And the and hell have no fury like a woman scored. A great example is, and I want to get in the Kavanaugh thing because if you ask me, it's actually a reverse of this, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Derek Rose. Derek Rose had a chick. She wanted to be his girl. She literally let him and his boys run a train on her because her whole thing was she wanted to make him jealous. Jeez. And when it didn't work, it's not how that works. When it <laughs> didn't work, she accused him. Yeah. And then when she went to the cops, they refused to to uh, prosecute. She sued him in uh, in uh, civil, small, civil. Civil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which is the exact same thing that happened to the guy from the Browns, the Watson. Deshaun Watson, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, the woman in arbitration, the female judge goes, the main reason, not enough evidence. Not enough for everybody. Not enough. That the the, the Houston PD, prote- the, the conspiracy is they protected a player who said he wanted out of Houston. The law enforcement's going to do that. They're going to protect the player who wanted out of Houston. And then the female judge, she's in on it too, and she says there's not enough evidence. Not enough for everybody. Not enough. It's ridiculous. But it's beyond the courts too. Like the, the court of public opinion seems to have more sway in our society now than actual courts. Cause like people look at, we can look at evidence from various trials. Think of like Rittenhouse, you know, and people could see the video of him being chased, getting attacked or about to be attacked. And one camp sees one thing, the other camp sees another. So no matter what the court's decision is, there's going to be people who, totally uh reject that reality and the the problem is like i don't know we got to fix it on like an individual like community-based level because the court of public opinion has all the power right now they are destroying we're destroying each other um and you know courts are are good and but i would say probably mostly bad right now because they're they're just infiltrated by madness um obviously oh, yeah. not all courts but you know what i mean like you see a lot of court, courts will side a lot of the times with a mother even though sometimes the mother might not be the best candidate for the kids in that situation um you know i've seen that in in you know my own family uh and it's tough but we have to do something with ourselves you know we can't rely on i, I don't think we can rely on laws or or fines or the court to try to fix this type of problem because it's so like deeply rooted in our souls now that like people, you know, and it's, there's guys too who've done it, but like who use the me too type movement as a, like a ladder to success or to a ladder through virtue. Well, they they don't know the difference between infamy and fame. Right. Yeah, they think it's the point. same thing. They see their name in a, in an article. They think that they got something, some, something cooking. It. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Because they see they see Twitter as real life. They see you trending as fame, but it's not. It's just another, you know, it'll it's a it's a fleeting thing. Um, but it's a I don't know, I don't know how we fix it, you know. I think we have to just raise better kids, but that's the problem going back to what you were saying earlier. A lot of people aren't having kids anymore. A lot of people don't want to have the time to have a family. Um, which I think is a superiorly sad thing, you know. Yeah, I have so many sure. friends my my age, um, and I'm thirty seven. And like, they're not even like dating anymore. It's like, whatever you do, whatever you want. I'm not going to like force you to be like, you got to get married. But you know, as with all the hardships that come with, with marriage and with children, they out those, those negatives, those hardships out, you know, they don't outweigh the positivity. Um, the joy that comes with raising a kid and trying to raise them right in this world. That's severely, severely rotten. But the, the thing I try to remind, you know, my kids uh, and, and my students that I used to have back, you know, years ago is unfortunately, you know, this is nothing unique to our world. The world's always been rotten. You know, humans are always rotten. Unfortunately, we're very good in a lot of ways, but we do very rotten things. And so, although today, you know, modernity might seem totally fucked, you know, it's always been that way. You know, my grandparents lived through a string of horrors, whether it was World War II, uh, you know, or their parents leaving pogroms in Russia or seeing, you know, all the various wars, uh, all the assassinations of the 60s, and they still had kids. So, like, I'm always trying to be like, there's hope there. 
it's probably going to come. And if there's real lasting hope, it's probably going to come from like raising a better generation. Um, but you know, we got to fix, we got to fix it because we're creating a future around these children in the future. That is, uh, it's, it's, it's putting them back. Like, like you said, it's set, it's setting them back. They already have two strikes against them because we're, we're seeing everyone either as victims or oppressors yeah. and, um, shit. It's, it's, it's really, really bad. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know. Hey, real quick guys. I want to tell you about our friends at aqua cures, hydrogen, brown gas. That's right. Just go to Eagle dash research.com and you can get a hold of the most advanced user-friendly hydrogen rich water and brown gas for a health machine okay it's the original its original ability to fuel its micro tarts is also enhanced okay it's developed from 30 years of electroanalysis r&d and feedback from thousands of customers they set the gold standard for all others to follow, all right? We love it. We've had people who've gotten it tell me how much they love it. I just had somebody in New Jersey come up and tell me they use it. So go check it out. It's Aqua Cure Model AC50. You just got to do this. Go to Aqua, Aqua Cure's Hydrogen Brown Gas at app. Eagle-research.com or go to samtriplee.com, click on the banner and use the promo code tin foil hat. Three words, that's tin foil hat. All right. Enjoy it. Look younger, feel better with Cures hydrogen brown gas. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends over there at Harley Ray Crystals. Listen, Harley Ray Crystals and Candles is your one-stop shop for high vibrational crystals, crystal jewels, bracelets, sage, smudging essentials, and handcrafted clean non-toxic candles for your home. We are they're a small family business out of California. In these hard times, we strive to be the light in the darkness. Every order is packaged with love and light. Each includes lots of fun goodies. We have different freebies of the month that we include in every package. Their mission is to be of service to the collective by bringing you and your home high vibes and loving energy. Follow them on at Harley Ray shop and check out their online shop. So don't forget to use the promo code swarm 15 for 15% off your order at Harley Ray crystal shop. Dot com. That's Harley Ray Crystal Shop.com Swarm 15. But here's the problem with men men work really hard. Uh, and they always say behind every great man is a great woman, right? Is, and it's totally mm -hmm. true. I mean, Absolutely. it's totally true. Men and women need each other. And, oh, yeah. and it's so, so men have done this thing where we go to work, we lay everything on the line, and when we get home, we just want to zone out. We just want to zone out. Give us our beer. Let's watch our sports center. And you, you are the, you know, you are the queen of the castle. You run this shit. That is your corporation. Feminism has made women feel like that's less than, which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. Okay. So, so we've convinced women that having children is, is really bad. But the problem with men is like we took our eye off the ball. We stop paying attention to that. 
We started looking at politics in Washington, D.C. We started working hard. On, we've always worked hard on our career, but we really focused on our career. And mm -hmm. All the while, women were just like, fuck, this sucks. I'm going to change this. 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 And men didn't even pay attention to it because we were just too mm -hmm. busy working so hard that we're going to die early. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's really what's happening. And then we wake up, and suddenly... The world is upside down because women make the rules of society. Men make the rules of business. And we've allowed mm -hmm. fucking societal rules to bleed into the courts where there should be no emotions and bleed into our business where emotions destroy your business. Okay. So we have yeah. that. And that's Absolutely. where it is. Men. I mean, and this isn't just men and women either. This is like families, fathers, yep. mothers. We got to stop paying attention to Washington, D.C. We have to start paying attention to our, 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 our education boards, school boards, our city councils, our local mm -hmm. politics. They took us out of that. The, mm -hmm. the internet took us, television took us to Washington, D.C. Watch that. Why we slowly yep. push this Marxism on your fucking neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was, it was so discreet too. You know, like the internet, as great as it is, um, it turned the entire world into a small town, which is why we feel okay. You know, we as in everyone right now feel okay, you know, talking about all these issues, which we should be, we should know about what's going on around the world, but it distracted us from our own backyard. And, you know, it's the moms and the dads are all fucked up in this situation because we started to rely on the government to become like our third parent that's kind of stepped in and we rely on the parent, you know, the public schools, which are a wasteland, which, you know, I, I, I taught at one for a little bit, um, went to them, you know, and there it's what I saw in colleges when I was a professor, I was an adjunct professor for almost 10 years. It was like the, the things that you think you would only see on libs of TikTok that seem like so cartoonish, like, how could this be real? Like they're actually there. You know, I saw them in community colleges that I taught at and I saw them at private colleges that I taught at. One of them was a Catholic college that I taught at. And um, it's funny because like we could say these things in certain circles where we talk about Marxism slipping in uh, into these institutions, but it, it, they're laughing at it because they think it's ridiculous because they have no idea what's really going on because they're so distracted by the internet, by the whole world, yep. by trying to be a global yep. citizen yep. and that they forget. But I'm like, I'm literally... I would sit outside different classrooms between my own classes and listen to other professors teach. And they would say things like, you know, they would be praising things like the uh, cultural revolution in China. I'm like, are they going to talk about, you know, the, the red August yet? Are they going to talk about hacking up people? Are they going to talk about the four pest campaign? Uh, none of that comes up, you know, none of that. They don't talk about the beheadings in the town squares or children have to sing the national anthem while seeing someone's head roll off. They talk about this like beautiful idea of a government coming together to fight one thing and take over and, and make a better, bigger future. But it's like, they don't talk about how they literally have to destroy the past, destroy a language, destroy art, destroy culture to become this thing that moves forward into the future. That's, that's in my opinion, extremely evil and dystopian. And it's, to me, clear as day that that's what's happening to us right now. This like discrete Marxism that snuck in because we stopped paying attention, and it's it's in the public schools, it's in it's it's in elementary schools, it's everywhere. And I could hear like people, my family or friends, laughing when I say that. But I'm like, you guys don't understand. I'm not I'm not saying like they're there saying mal this, mal that, or Stalin. It's like these discrete like mutations of language that they give kids 
whether it's like talking like subtly about gender things or, or their ideas of what a bigger government should be, or, um, you know, how they think climate changes, all these little subtle things, they are like planting seeds in children's brains. Um, and it brings them further from the family, closer to the government as the big uh, parent, which is disgusting. And, um, and then this is why we have people growing up that are uh, anti-family, um, yeah. anti, anti-religion, yeah. anti-culture, even though they think they're culture. But um, this is why we are in this like death cult um, where people, I mean, you look at these videos, they seem funny, but if you have kids and you watch like this sweet, innocent face turn into like this Antifa, like uh mutant, um, you're like, damn, how does that happen? I'm sure, you know, my grandma could look back at pictures of me when I was in my goth phase and think something similar. But um, even in my goth phase, uh, you know, I was all about uh, little itty bitty government, free speech, you know, um, values. Although I thought of myself as an atheist at that time, I still I was still uh, operating in the world with morals that I learned from church as a kid. Um, And like today, I just see a lot of um, widespread nihilism where there's so much meaninglessness that people don't give a shit about themselves. And by extension, they don't give a shit about anything else. But they but they keep telling us that all they do is care about things, but all I see is a, a destructive force moving forward and it's eating up everything. And, 100%. Um, and by not having great. children, you do not yeah. no longer have any kind of uh, equity in, in the world beyond your last breath. And that, exactly. and what becomes more important to you is social status. So you're, you're <laughs> bending over backwards to be respected and loved by your your peers and your bosses so you say stupid stuff that makes no sense that nobody cares about but you don't really care about sounding right you just want to sound like a team fucking player and that's all that really fucking matters is he still there i'm here i'm here can you hear me yeah now we can so i just want to get to the kavanaugh thing Uh, real quick uh, because i I don't want to make this be the only thing you talk uh, about uh, but but so so that's where we are. These people are just, they only care about, did we lose it? Oh, there he is. We only care yeah. about, um, about bending over backwards, but nobody, nobody. I think what people do is when they get to a certain age, like, you know, so everyone's talking about this Chelsea Handler video. And ultimately I don't care. We've talked about broken SIM. I don't care if she, she does video. I think we all see that she that video wasn't for us. It's for her to convince herself of what <laughs> she that she's happy where she is. We all know we have enough data through through thousands of years of men and women, okay, to know what Chelsea's saying it does not fit the data that we know about men and women. Okay, what she is talking about is a very man thing. She's talking about everything she's achieved. That's what that men are defined by their paycheck. Okay. Whether you like it or not. Now, if you don't fit into this, I'm not saying you're a bad person or you're not living your best life. I'm just telling you what social norms have been for thousands of years. Men are defined by their paychecks. Women are defined by their family and children. It's just the way it is. Okay. And we're very nice to women that don't have children because we don't call them out on it. But we call out men who at 50 years old live with their mothers all the time. We mock them. We make fun of them. We question them to their fucking faces. Okay. 
Why don't you get a fucking job? That's such a double standard. I didn't think about that. But you're Why right. don't you get a fucking job, man? Stop living with your mom. Get a fucking job. Get your own place. No, we say right to their face. No, and even then, when you're a bachelor, oh, this guy's just slinging dick. He doesn't care. No but morals. Fifty year olds, you're not. Everyone knows you're not slinging dick because nobody wants yeah. fifty year old broke dick. Barely anyone wants young broke dick, but at least at least you're young. But nobody wants 50-year-old broke dick. And listen, if you're going through shit right now, I'm not talking about you, okay? Because we've talked about how to change your life. I was a drug addict. I'm not. I'm living my best life. I have problems because we live in a realm of consequences. But, you know, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking societal norms, okay? So so we just do that. It just tells you. And the and the problem with what, what Chelsea did was that Chelsea, what basically Chelsea did was take a compilation of the worst moments of having children, right? And thinking that's having kids. That's kind of like watching a, a, a NBA, an NBA blooper show <laughs> at where like they're just dribbling the, the ball off their foot all the time. And you're like, man, well, this the, NBA sucks. It was the worst moments of having kids and the best moments of living the single life. Because she's all, I mean, she's flying to Paris, you know. But she's not doing any of that. Life. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she's, she's making up fake things she's doing and then looking at these moments which she thinks is all the time you have kids, which is when they're crying. And kids yeah. cry, and that's a part of it. They didn't show her, you know, weeping over the toilet, hungover, you know, yeah. the next morning. Yeah. Like, nobody to hold her yeah, hair back. Or her not getting any dings on her, whatever that app was she bragged about that because right, yeah. yeah. no one's hitting it up. I mean, it's just the way it is, man. And she's rich. Mm -hmm. She's living a life that a, a normal she, female can't live. She is living a life of a, a man. And I she, can't speak for everybody because I know everyone. everyone is different. But, like, before I had kids, before I was married, I was uh, – doing a lot of drugs, not, uh, had no meaning in life. And it was at the time when like, I ha literally hated myself the most, although I was, I, it's like, it's so cliche now to think, but I was just filling this void with all these terrible things. Um, and then, you know, it, it is cliche, but it's true. The second I had a, my, our first son, um, I had this new meaning. Um, and it was almost like everything, everything was fine, but everything was, everything had more of well, everything was more pressing. You know, everything I did had to matter more. I had to be clean. I had to um, take better care of myself, try to be a better husband and not saying I'm a great dad or a perfect husband. I still got lots of things I got to work on. Um, but I'm working towards something because I want them to have a, a future. Um, and you know, that's, that's the best I can do. And I, when I have, I have friends who, who just, they kind of live the Chelsea Handler life, although they're they're poor. They're poor Chelsea Handlers, so they're not doing all that fun stuff. But they act like their dog is their kid, which is it's cool. It's cool. It's a little different. It's a little tiny bit different. But um, you know, I, I get it. Ultimately I get she it. But they, <laughs> maybe like, but these but these people they do this thing where they say they're adulting and they're like thirty five. Yeah, and I'm like, it, adulting just means like you're it's like you're playing costume. You're playing dress up uh, as an adult, but you're literally 35. Uh, so I don't know where you go from here, but well, my it's, biggest it's problem with the video, and this is probably my only problem with the video because she can live, say whatever she, she can try to convince herself of whatever she wants. Okay. Absolutely. And my biggest problem is that if a young female, and I've seen this on podcasts where older female comics are talking to younger female comics and they lie right to their face. Oh, you don't want to have kids. 
You don't want to have kids. It'll ruin your career. Why these older female comics are <laughs> are uh, crying, drinking box wine, petting their 30 cats. And the same thing for guys, man. Oh, you don't want to work. You don't want to do all that stuff. You're going to get to an age where you're like, what have I done with my life? What What is my... Men ask their legacy all the time. It needs to go on. What is my legacy? What, what am I leaving behind? Hey, man, I guess maybe nothing at this point. And... I, I, you know, you always hear, you always hear people go, I wish I worked less. You always hear that thing. We interviewed old people and they asked, what was your biggest crap? I work too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I bet you go, did you, do you think it's important to work? They'd be like, yeah, you got to get a job. Don't be a lazy fuck. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just the truth. So I want to get back to uh, Kavanaugh real quick. I have this opinion yeah. with the Kavanaugh trial that makes me think that that case is different than all the other, what we feel is false accusation me too's. And the reason I think that is because I think if we actually examined Brett Kavanaugh, we would realize that he is a fucking swamp monster, fucking scumbag who fucking wrote the Patriot Act, fucking thinks that the president is above laws, that is okay with no no knock fucking entry, doesn't think police need a fucking warrant, Everything we can't stand as Republicans, he represented. And by making this a Me Too thing and having this crazy bitch whose father worked for the CIA and, and did funding for black ops, okay? And she was part of the Stanford fucking CIA um, initiation program, right? Mm. She comes off as that. She helps shift the focus. And you had all these woke women in Hollywood and all over America, in New York, going off about this case in which there were no witnesses to actually what was going on. It wasn't until years or even decades later that somebody came forward and said she, they were a witness. Okay? Meaning that they weren't there. They heard from her decades later. Okay? It was, in my humble opinion, it was... All to set the grounds to make it a Me Too trial and not actual examination of who Brett Kavanaugh actually was. Damn. Well, he he is kind of a scumbag. I mean, he is the not accusations kind of, aside, he's a full scumbag. He <laughs> yeah, helped like, cover so up. I like <laughs> I like that theory uh, that they they Me Tooed him to distract everyone else from seeing how. Uh, absolutely horrible he was because they did you know we didn't get to look at him as uh how how he beat a judge we looked at him as as a you know a being attacked by these accusations right and yeah I, there's something to that for sure um i was coming at it as like how they did uh like clarence thomas you know um and it just seemed like they were just like a repeat of this is like the weaponization of this like these accusations yet again but uh but yeah, I mean, he turned out to be a judge that wasn't even like really good for Trump or anybody, you know, like if you're conservative leaning, he, he didn't do, he wasn't great or he isn't great. Um, I mean, so he, he, that's a funny theory. Uh, he, he helped cover up Whitewater. He was one of the people who worked with the Clintons on Whitewater. I mean, if we Damn. actually took a look at this guy, he's as swamp as it gets. So, so if it Damn, wouldn't have been snuck for him the, in so behind me too. Yeah. So yeah. If, yeah, so what you're saying if it would have been for the allegations, he wouldn't have 
We would have had a real conversation on who About, the fuck yeah. is Brett Kavanaugh. But the truth of the matter is that the people at the top of the Democratic Party are just like Brett Kavanaugh. They're the exact same people. Mm. They are all fucking deep state. Do you? Do you? I, I agree. Do you think though that even if they, if we got to pick him apart as a judge, that those people on that panel would have even asked the right questions? Like, is there anyone? No, oh, no, on no, that no, 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 no. That you could trust to be like. <laughs> But the right? narrative, like, That's okay, sucks. <laughs> if we're talking in this dimension, no. If we're talking in yeah, a dimension right. where things are done right and proper, 100%. People be yes. like, hey, dude, why'd you, yeah. don't you think uh, the Patriot Act was an infringement of our rights to privacy? Oh, are you okay with no knock fucking police entries? Do you think the president is above the law? Do you think that we would be mm -hmm. asking that question? Be like, get the fuck out of here, because your job is to protect yeah. the Constitution, and everything you believe mm -hmm. in is anti-Constitution. But that would never yeah. happen in this reality. Yeah, that's why we got to destroy this one and get to that one. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, but the question is, like, I love America. I love America. Same. Okay. I have no problems with telling you that this pipeline, these uh, these fucking balloons, these UFO is all military industrial complex fucking intelligence service psyops. These are being done on purpose. You, you they want you to think and this is and it hasn't come out that narrative yet, but they're going to inch to it. Oh, we think this was Russia. Oh, we think this was China. World War Three. Mm -hmm. They're laying it down. Well, what they're doing right now, and this is where we get into the spiritual part, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Shane, is uh, they're trying to manifest us to beg them for World War Three. Mm -hmm. If if you know that, like, we have uh, considered things like Northwoods in the past, like anything moving past that in the future is like you should be very skeptical of anything like this because it, that's how I feel we're getting to now. These people, they truly want the people who were, were claiming to be anti-war a decade ago are now fro like foaming at the mouth for world war three. Uh, it's, it's, it's like so mind blowing to me that um, these people who are like, you know, coexist on, on the, they have coexist bumper stickers or they, they would say they're anti-war. Yeah, right, they right, right. uh, all these different, you know, even though like, Bush and Obama, they all they're all the same thing. Like I, I do believe literally we're like they're the, the same family. So literally literally. <laughs> true. And I, I but people don't see that and they see what we're in today. They don't know about Northwoods. They don't know about all the things the government has done to its own citizens throughout time. And they, if they but even if they do know those things in the past, they have this problem where they think, well, it's just in the past. How could it be now? Because I'm I'm an adult and I'm living in this life and it seems modern. We have suits and flat screen TVs. Um, you know, how could but that's but that's part of the distraction. All this is part of the distraction. And they they are getting us so ramped up for war. Um, that's why I, the past few years, the past five, six years, every big moment has been like a, a match that's been lit to just further divide us and make us like hate each other. And then also want like either a national divorce, which I don't really agree in that. I, I mean, it feels good, but I, I like America how it is. I like to find a way forward, but, uh, or, or it's people wanting uh, war with, um, with Russia and going to Iran. Ukraine. Meanwhile, Iran, like uh, all these things on, um, so yeah, I think I think uh, when it comes to the spiritual sense, uh, a lot of these people who want war right now uh, are 
totally uh, rejecting any type of like uh, faith and in them or any type of, um, you know, meaning for, for people to just, I don't want to say just get along, but like, cause I don't want to sound too like uh, John Lennon and uh, but, but love has been forgotten. Uh, and I, I sign online every day. I go on Twitter and I just see people, saying why we need to fund war, why we need to spend this money to go to this country or go to that country. And I'm just like, dude, we have like severe problems in this country. And I I also love this country uh, deeply. Um, But we have so many problems here that we're totally forgetting. Um, And I, I don't know why people don't care about it. It might be part of that thing where it's like, what we were talking about earlier where it's easier for people to think about things overseas uh, because it's like, it seems easier to fix because they yeah. don't really have anything to do yeah. with it. Yeah. But like literally, you know, like you look at what's going on in East Palestine. I mean, you look at Dude, Flint, Michigan. How about Syria, bro? I mean, like, right. you know, it's like, uh, I mean, like, how can you be like, Oh my God, Russia and the Ukraine <laughs> and the Israel's just bombing the fuck out of Syria illegally. Israel is selling the land rights to Syria. I mean, like, how can we be? Oh, this has nothing to do with Judaism either, man. Like, the, I oh, yeah. am an American. I love being yeah. American. I hate yep. the American government, and I hate the U.S. military-industrial mm-hmm. complex. Guess what? Mm-hmm. The same thing. I know a lot of Israelis, wonderful people. Their government and its policies mm-hmm. are fucking wrong, and you can say that. The U.S. Israeli oh, government God, yeah. is not Judaism. It's not Jews. They no. want you to do that. They want you to <laughs> conflate it no. emotionally so you can't question it. Yeah. And reality is they just bombed another country. Yep. Oh yeah. Dude, I was raised Jewish. And I, I and like people know this, like in my in my circle. And when I start uh talking shit on like how Israel handled COVID, they're like, they're getting uncomfortable. Like, how dare you say that? I'm like, it's okay to say that how they handled COVID was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, they how killed we a bunch COVID of Israelis. <laughs> right. It's in, it's insane. Uh, but it's all part of these like the mental gymnastics that they put in place to make it harder for people to want to say things out loud to say things publicly questioning things. So they just don't like any of us questioning things. They'd rather we all just um, go along with whatever they're telling us. Forget, forget all the bombings, forget that there's, um, concentration camps in china you know forget all this stuff um forget that like you know what's going what's been going on in ukraine for years um and and just go along and just 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 do what you think is right man just just support the government man we need to go and and fund all these wars um because i i i personally believe that we are if in the future they'll probably look back on this time and say that this already was world war three. I think we're just not defining it as such like in, and world war three is happening um, in, in like, it's like interdimensional. I don't mean that in the Alex Jones sense. So much. No dog. We're all about that action. But no, I I love, I love Alex, but I'm not saying like, well, maybe the interdimensional uh, uh, demons are part of this, but I mean it in more of a way, like there's land warfare, but it's also like this corrupt, thing happening inside of our our spirit um in every person alive right now where it's like in the dimension like in the individual we're like eroding um away and it's like it's, it's because of nihilism it's because we have meaninglessness so there's like war in and out 
you know, above and below everywhere. Um, and we are refusing to look at it for what it is and be like, oh yeah, shit, this is a war. Cause I think if we all start saying like, we're at war, like for real, and we see headlines that say it, people are going to have to confront it and it's not going to be good for people because they're going to collapse just under the, the weight of knowing like we are at war. But I think we are at war. Like, I think there's a, a ton of things happening right now around the world in this country that are, are incredibly destructive that I think will be lumped into what they will say was part of a world war in the future. Um, I, I, I'm pretty confident in that. You, you don't think it's still China trying to attack us from the inside? Uh, that, I mean, uh, that's possible, but I... I think... I think it's all of them. I think it's all it's all happening. I think at once. I don't. If you're talking about the balloons and stuff, I don't know about that. But I think I um, there has been. I think there's been a, a slow drip of destabilization, like that um, Yuri Bezmenov, what he talked about in that clip um, years back about how to undermine a whole country. You know, that seems to be happening everywhere right now. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, where we're collapsing. Yeah. You don't feel like there is a giant pushback. I feel like the the fringe left is starting to really get pushed into a corner. Like, people are starting to wake up to, like, you know, it's like kind of what I say about L.A. and why, like, I'm so let down by some of my peers in the comedy scene because I know behind closed doors we have all this, we have a very, very similar takes on everything, but outside they just don't say anything because they're so worried about being canceled, even though I don't think that mechanism is there to do it like they used to because CNN, MSNBC, Twitter, it's not the same. It's, it's going there. And they, the, the far left got lied to because they thought they were very powerful because they were astroturfing it, man. But you know, this pushback now Mm -hmm. on, I feel like there's more people going, okay. And you're seeing like, even like trans people coming out going, this trans shit's going too far. Like there's like as an outlaw, right? I'm an, I consider myself mm-hmm. an outlaw, man. Whether it was drugs, sex, like fucking my comedy. Like I, I, I loved it late night. I wanted, if you want to hear the shit come late night. What I don't like mm-hmm. is that late night shit at 8 PM on NBC. That's not, there's nothing outlaw about that. That's just rich kids trying to act like badasses and they're not badasses because outlaw shit's meant to be done in an outlaw way. Drag shows outlaw. It's like, it's at a bar. You go there. You want to see a dude dress like a fucking truck stop hooker sing like a motherfucker. That's where you go with kids. You know I mean? Without kids, you don't take kids there. Late at night, not at brunch. (laughs) Yeah. No, or it's never should never be all ages. It's not. It should never be all ages. Right? It's 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 the erosion of common sense. I mean, that used to be common sense. But it's not being erosion. What it is is being funded by people that are trying to get you to go, everything I ever learned in life doesn't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, you see exactly. that with the language, the boomer thing, the whole boomer thing is meant to kind of discourage that entire an entire generation of people. Yeah, I mean, so so we're just like we're in this place where they, these banks, BlackRock, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, one other, I forget the name of it, but they're funding this American ISIS. We talk about it all the time. So if you talk about, say, well, here's where we are, man. And they're pushing this thing, but people are waking up to it. They're waking up they to are. it. They are. I agree. They are. I just don't know if it's enough 
to like overthrow these like uh, giant villainous institutions that have such a stronghold on the world right now. But uh, it's funny because you're you're right. I was in LA uh, a few weeks ago, and our Uber driver uh, was like, she was telling us how she's like a she considers herself a progressive, a Democrat, and she fucking hated the politicians in, in control. She's like, they've destroyed this. And, but, but she's saying this because she could tell like throughout from early in our conversation that we were kind of like, just like anti-establishment. We don't, don't really consider myself one way or the other. I was there with one of my editors. And uh, so she felt comfortable to say this, but it was like, she almost had to whisper it in her own car, you know? Um, she's doing and, but I, I experienced that. She's whispering in her own car with, you know, behind her mask. So it's like she still had that whole thing going on. But, you know, I do experience a lot of people uh, waking up to it. And I, I sometimes will say like COVID was a blessing in many ways because it, that woke up a lot of people on both sides who had this like ridiculous love for the government to be like, all right, I can't trust any of this shit. You know, they, they took away my job. They're taking away uh, my ability to just move freely, to express myself. So, you know, there's a lot of good consequences to the lockdowns, although they were incredibly terrible. And I think, you know, the lockdowns, I think, did more damage than COVID itself. I mean, just in terms of like people who were in isolation, people who got uh, way more addicted to drugs and the suicides that I had seen personally, and you could read about how the suicide spiked, but something, something's happening for sure. Uh, and I'm trying to stay hopeful about that with people waking up to what this destructive force is. I just worry if it's if it's enough right now, because it seems like um, these institutions have such a stronghold. Their fangs are so deep into our system. Uh, I don't know how we rip them out. No, I'm with you on that. I'm very worried about cashless society. I think it's mm -hmm. very dangerous. I see us hurling towards that. Uh, I do believe that people are becoming uh diversifying their their investment their their money stream so that as we get told that this economy is hurling towards chaos that people aren't on the banker's tip as much meaning we're not all in corporate offices where they're going to be oh we got to lay this up people are figuring out side hustles and all that stuff that's my hope that's really mm -hmm. my hope. I want to get into mm -hmm. something with you because it's a little bit of spirituality and all that stuff, but simulation, all that stuff, the manipulation of the media and government manipulating our reality. You know, I was on stage. I'm like, listen, man, right now it seems like the world is crashing around you. I guarantee you if you get off your internet, you won't feel like that. You'll mm -hmm. let it go. And guess what? Let's say it is crashing. Why do you have to know about it minute by minute? Why don't mm -hmm. you just go outside and enjoy the day? And if the bomb comes, man, maybe you'll be lucky enough to fear, ca fear catch it and it hits you and you go out first and you don't got to worry about all the bullshit, you know? So I'm not saying I want war because I don't want war. I love my country. I love it so much. But I'm just yep. seeing people fighting windmills right now you're just getting on your little horse and attacking mm -hmm. a windmill because you think it's a monster how much of it does he even even people i find smart i forget who the guy was on instagram he puts out these great little clips of of information that i do a lot of reaction videos to and he's like there's a glacier the size of texas about to fall in the water i'm like dude you're smart. You get this shit. Why are you talking about that? Have you seen the glacier that's about to fall in? Or are you 
buying into the fucking mainstream media that you have been battling against forever. Are you buying into that? Why are you yeah. buying into this part of global warming when we all know this is being pushed by the city of Rome? Get off your fucking exactly. internet, man. If they know what you fear, they can control you. And when it comes to like simulation stuff and, and manipulation, you know, I believe, you know, I don't believe we're in a simulation like the Bostrom Elon Musk idea of us being stuck in a computer. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's possible, you know, the theory is possible of like, if we can create, look at the, look at the evolution of video games throughout the last 50 years. And, you know, you think about how it could be in another 10, 20, 30 years, like, okay, we can create, look at AI now, all these things. We can create these like fake alternate worlds that we might not be able to distinguish from the one we're in right now. But I don't think we're there. I think we're still in what they, you know, base reality. I think that base reality is God's reality and we are still in it, but there's like these competing simulations that are infesting base reality. And that comes through institutions like the colleges or corporate media that do these things you're talking about where they infect you with the fear of your choice, whether it's climate change, war, um, you know, economy stuff, whatever it is, uh, politics, and they will then bend your perception to that simulation. And you see it happen all the time you know, with everything. I, I was just thinking about like how, remember when people believed in the ghost of Kiev for like a day yeah. or, uh, or just today, you know, James O'Keefe, they like, when the news was announced, they were like, he resigned. And then everyone was like, he resigned. And then it was like five minutes later, he was, you know, he, they made him step down. So all these little competing realities just keep getting spit out of these stupid machines that people will latch onto that turns that like informs their reality. Those to me are the simulations where like you are living in your own simulation. That's like this false reality as you move through what is the, the reality we should be in, which is what you were saying at the beginning of this part where we're, if we just unplug, you're back to reality. You know, there's a lot of other things to worry about in the world that aren't just in this fucked up little machine, which is great. I love that. I love that we can talk like this. I love them. I love internet for lots of reasons, but I'm beginning to think that it, it, the, the cons might be worse than the pros for now, yes. just because it's, 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 I think it's way more nefarious than we're a lot like willing to, to admit. Um, I think the internet is going to be a way darker place than we can even tell right now in terms of like, you know, you'd watch, things like uh the Covington kids or, or Jesse Smollett Sumuye as Chappelle would say like those realities would would then start a fire and people would believe in whichever side of that reality they wanted to um and it's hard to even bring people back from that even if you show them proof otherwise they'll still be like nope you know they were right or they were wrong but you know if it, moving forward what's so scary to me is with AI, um, AI, whether it's like AI porn, which is insane to think about, uh, these AI voices people are making, like we will so easily manipulate people into thinking certain things happened that their reality doesn't even matter anymore. Like there's, we're pretty close to a world where nothing's real at all because you can't believe anything that anyone says because you don't know what simulation they've been coming at you from. Have you seen so that? when so people I want real quick, I want to jump in. Hold yeah. on before you oh, go. Yeah. Here's a uh here's a it's so funny, dude. Like you want to talk about different realities. Like out of nowhere they gave me back the Tim Fall Hat Twitter account. Oh did they and then they then they locked me out of my new Sam account. So I had to go no. back on the Twitter 
And I was like, well, uh, my old, uh, I'm like my third account. Cause I, you know, they locked me out of my fourth account. So I had to go back to my third account. I'm trying to get back my original account. I'm like, how dangerous am I that they won't even give me back my original account? The original, original? Yeah. I mean, all these people are like, dude, I got mine back. I'm like, give me back my account, man. Let me do my thing. But so this is a great example of what you're talking about. This is from Rambo. Seek, seek the truth 101 on, um, Twitter. And he's frozen. I hope he can still hear me. But here we go. This says, um, how can it how can it be last week? Christian S. Fu, A-S-F-U, okay, rescued from the rubble in a hospital with a f- foot injury. So he was at, did we lose him? Okay. Uh he's back. So he was so the Turkey, the Turkey earthquake. This this guy of uh, I don't know what nationality he is he's black so he's not Turkish but he he goes former Newcastle and Chelsea star Christian Asu is this is this is from the Daily Wire ready former newscast Newcastle and Chelsea star Christian Asu whatever his name is is rescued from the rubble of a destroyed building and is in the hospital with a foot injury uh, and breathing difficulties in the 7.8 magnitude earthquake in Turkey which has killed 3500 thoughts and prayers this week this week Christian Asu found dead after Turkey earthquake in the rubble so then, yeah, that's two different narratives. What the fuck? Right? Dude, you can't trust anything anymore. Like, you, it's so sad. But that's why when people are saying, like, I'm a bad journalist for all the stories I've written, I'm like, fuck it. I don't care because I don't want to be lumped in with journalism. I fucking hate corporate media because of this very thing. They are, I don't know if it's out of ignorance or if it's out of maybe it's maybe it's on purpose i just don't know but they have created these multiple realities where it's like i can go talk to my parents they live in it basically live in another dimension they don't and and i read a lot of like corporate press and i read a lot of independent stuff and then you know i go to them and they're like i i talk to them about certain things and they're like they think their son's insane but um i think they're insane no but uh we it's funny because my dad is a guy who sat me down early on and taught me to be like you got to watch, you know, Fox news and NBC because they live in different universes. So I grew up being like, all right, dad's got a good point. These people, they do. And we flip back and forth. They have completely different narratives about the same exact situation. But then my dad never really read news on the internet. You know, we didn't have a computer growing up. Uh, So he just stayed with the TV, but you know, I eventually got a computer in college and I was like, oh, shit, you can read all these different places on the Internet. Um, and so I would apply what he taught me to everything on the Internet. Um, but then, you know, he he's still like in that old reality. So we got to find a way to bridge the gap. But these stories like that, you just it, it's it's done. We're done because nothing is real. And what about deep, deepfakes? Yeah, deepfakes, I don't know if you saw that, that. Well, they don't want you to think anything's yeah. real. Deepfakes is that as well. And there will yeah, be. Deepfakes are crazy. Well, I always believe that we wander and drift out into alternative realities and then kind of common sense pulls us back into it, right? Like now this stuff about Leah Tom Thomas is coming out that she's like 
I'm like, it's a weird thing. Have you seen the story, Johnny, where they're like, Leah Thomas has some weird fetish where she fetishizes about a man being sexualized like a woman. I go, uh, isn't she a trans? That sounds like trans to me, but I guess that's a different thing to me. But now it's coming out that her narrative isn't the same narrative that she's been pushing out. But people are starting to wake up to this. Uh, And that's my opinion because I just feel that people... You can only keep someone in an uncomfortable place for so long. And then they seek back to their comfortable place. And you're seeing that now with COVID. They gave, the, humanity gave our leaders the benefit of the doubt. And when it turned out they were never going to go back to how it used to be, that we were like, oh, go mm-hmm. fuck yourself, bro. We're not going to live in this heightened state of bullshit for the rest of our lives. We would gave you that to try to stop this, but now we realize you lied about the whole thing. I mean, you got Bill Gates and his bitch tits. Like, there's going to be another vaccine. Everyone's like, go fuck yourself, sweater boy. <laughs> and you got these guys, like, sucking his dick. That Who was that one Indian? Uh, Jimmy Dore was showing him. Uh, he, he, he used to be on like, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, show about, uh, uh, the white house and that, then he actually went to work for Obama. Oh, uh, yeah. Cal, Cal Penn, right? Whatever his name yeah, is. He I- was interviewing Bill, Bill Gates and was like showing him respect. Like you've gotten a lot of uh, stuff unwarranted on the internet. And there's like, yeah, Cal Penn. Yeah. And he's like, well, and Bill Gates just can't stop lying. He's like, yeah, man, you know, we didn't see it coming. Really? Then so, why'd you pass laws for it like a year or two before it even came out? You're talking about the Harold and Kumar guy, right? Yeah. Is that the Harold yeah, Kumar it's, guy? It's Cal Penn, yeah. yeah, all my heroes are yeah. dead. <laughs> it's true. All my heroes true. are dead. They let me down every time because we found out punk rock was just rich kids mad at their dads. That's all it was. They really didn't have any stance on it. They were just, wah, daddy, me, didn't yeah. hug me, didn't throw me the ball, wah. And then they got it. so true. Right? So hey, I got to ask it's you so true. No, I've been, I've been, I, I, real quick, I just want to say something about that because it's like I've been ex- experiencing that so much in the past four, you know, three or four years where I would talk out about certain things and I'd be like, all my punk rock friends were just disappearing. I'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't realize the punk rock thing was a costume this whole time. Like, I really meant this thing. You know, I really fucking hate this government. I really hate what they're doing to us. And they're like, well, maybe you shouldn't talk out about it. I'm like, nah, I'm going to talk out about it. Um, and then they, you know, they, they don't want to be your friend anymore because I guess you just got a little too, a little too much for them. But yeah, I mean, it's well, still- it's just because, because the narrative of the Republican was set by George Bush, senior Reagan, and all those got Nixon, even though it started to look like Nixon got kicked out because he was pushing it back against the CIA. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I know you assassinated Kennedy. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. You're Done. gone. Get out. Let's get our guy in. Go fuck yourself. Right? So even in there. So whoever they tell you is the bad guy, I go, maybe we need to uh, examine, is he really a bad guy or is he just a bad guy to the powered people? And I'm not sitting here telling you that Nixon was a good guy. He was hilarious. He's like, have you yeah. been to that Bohemian Grove? They just do faggot shit there and i'm like that's hilarious <laughs> and he literally said that yep. yeah i mean so we gotta ask we gotta really ask the narrative ask like what's going on but 
So, I mean, it, it's just super interesting. So, so I got to ask you, uh, 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 that Buffalo Bills thing, do you think that was a narrative to let to let him get asked that question and him say, hey, I don't know what the doctor well, told I, me? I think I think DeMar Hamlin was 100% nonlinear warfare done on purpose. And because he, they, they're like, I, I, dude, they can pull these guys aside all the fucking time. Is Demar Hamlin making a ton of money? No. Is he? Is he one of these guys that are kind of somewhat on the fringe, right? Like he was drafted late and all this stuff. They're like, dude, if you do this, you're gonna make a ton of cash. And he hits this guy, and he's like, oh, I fault. And I'm like, not saying he didn't have a heart attack, but you're telling me that we know that CPR is successful five to ten percent of the time. But yet twice they did it and he succeeded. Gotcha. And then he then then he's do it's all meant I think that was a honeypot. Again, I've said it here to get conspiracy theorists to buy into that and then reveal him after and be like, look at stupid conspiracy theorists and forget all the wins we've had since fucking 9-11. Okay. How many times we were fucking right? Because we got this one wrong. And then the then the gay hammer Paul Pelosi story in which they convinced us they were both in their tidy whities which they weren't. Mm. How did that story get out? Who planted that story? And then all the, the limited hangouts. Out, fucking conservatives push that narrative to get out to us so we all buy into it and then we find out oh he what they weren't both in tidy whities something was going on there someone opened that door when well, he broke in no 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 there's a video of him someone breaking in open the door to them uh, holding each oh, other oh yeah 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 you know 100 yeah. percent yeah someone opened yeah. the door yeah inside it was and who yeah. knows if that guy yeah, that's fine yeah go on sorry no, it's, you, you, we have to really be so so vigilant uh, when we see any story that gives us any um, confirmation of biases we have. Um, you know, I I fall victim to it. We all do because um, we we have these. Even when it comes to the government, we both might. You know, we love our country. We hate our government. I see something that confirms my hatred of the government. I'm like, all right, this sounds good, but I got a little. I got to look into this a little more um, before I, I'm fully 100 percent on it because it just it feels too good um, to be true. Yeah, I, I, and I want to wrap up on this because uh, you know you had so much to talk about, but we got off on a tangent, and it was great. But you know, you got a new book, in, Introverted oh, yeah, great. World Book. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, cause I see the stories. I almost want to have you back to go off on that. But so I got asked by my buddy, who do you think blew up the Georgia Guidestones? Who do you think blew up the Georgia Guidestones? And he's frozen again, but it's super interesting because that goes back. There you go. Who do you think blew, blew up the Georgia Guidestones? Man. Uh, so I was at the Guidestones, uh, like a month or two, right before they blew up. Did you blow it up? <laughs> that, that is a theory. That okay, is a theory. They are, they, are satanic, they are satanic evil structures that don't deserve to be on the land, but it wasn't me. Um, uh, you know, the, there were so many rumors down there. I was like in this little town just outside of where the guide zones were in and out of that town for like a year uh, investigating this whole gold thing. Uh, so I had like some ins with the local authorities and there were rumors rather quickly that it was like someone did it. Uh, it was a political uh, like job because it was like uh, they considered them this globalist, you know, statues to Satan and they want to get rid of them. 
that you know that investigation uh in those authorities for all i know it's 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 like done it's over i don't know what happened there are a lot of people down there uh saying maybe maybe we know who it is but we don't care because we hated those stones uh uh it's it's bizarre you know i talked to the lady who was running for governor of georgia who oh damn what's her name i forget her name uh Candace something. Uh, but anyway, she, she believes that God struck them down with lightning because they're satanic. Uh, people were accusing her of bombing them or, or, or paying someone off to bomb them because if she said, if she became governor, uh, the first thing, one of the first things she would do is bulldoze them down, Respect. which is pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. I think there was definitely someone who just hated globalism and hated those structures. I think though those structures that structure was very bizarre. You know, I, I happened to be at the Guidestones the day they were being cleaned and I interviewed the guy cleaning them. And he was just like, he hated them. He's like, I'm always here, like washing graffiti and blood off these things. They're throwing dog bones on it. They're trying to decapitate chickens on the top of it. He's Jesus. like, I hate them. You know, he might've blown them up for all I know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was a weird way to kind of end my trip uh, for like a, a years long trip I did in, in Georgia. And that book is about, it started about uh, hearing about the Confederate gold that Jefferson Davis uh, and his cabinet took out of Richmond after the Confederates burned Richmond down and they moved it South, eventually wound up in Washington, Georgia. And it, it's a weird little sad town that uh, it's, it's, it has this interesting economy of like gold tourism. Everyone thinks they can go find gold there. I don't, personally think there's gold there anymore. I think uh, families probably took it a long, long time ago and they hit it and and made off with it. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of weird experiences out in that town. You know, I met a lot of witches or women who claim to be witches. Uh, I met a lot of uh, people who, who claim to be possessed by a ghost. Uh, <laughs> uh, saw some UFOs and couldn't explain them for the life of me. Uh, but yeah, that book should be out. I think it's coming out uh, end of end of March. So what be, is your um? What is the weirdest weirdest experience you had down there? Um, man, I, I'll just say it from the beginning. You know, within my first thirty or forty minutes of being in that town, I, I went to the uh, historical museum, which is right in the heart of town. And this woman walked by me, said hi walked into the historical museum, which is like this really beautiful old like antebellum house. And she ran out immediately and she was like screaming because she said the ghosts were too loud. Uh, so like that was my introduction to this town and it kind of set off just a series of weird events. You know, she, she, um, you know, I ended up having to change her name in the book because she was, she believed she was possessed by a ghost. The ghost was a woman who was the second woman ever hanged in Georgia, Whoa. Polly Barclay. Um, Polly Barclay was hanged because she killed her husband, uh, or she had her brother and a friend kill or a lover kill her husband. Uh, Polly Barclay shot her husband, had them shoot her husband in the jaw. They buried him alive. He died in the grave. They hanged her. Uh, this woman who I just told you about, who came screaming out of that old house, believed she was possessed by her. Um, she also happened to be in a very, very abusive relationship, which is why I ended up having to change some names around because this guy uh, threatened all my life and, and my main okay. source's life in Georgia, in this town. Um, so it was weird because it was like either, you know, trauma creates this feeling of being possessed when you're in this world of ghosts and whatnot, or she's 
traumatized from this abuse and, and and trauma is like a portal that opens up this doorway in you that allows these ghosts these demons to get a hold of you because um she turned out to be uh you know uh, a lunatic <laughs> and her boyfriend was insane who he said i i have a recording of it uh, i think it's in in the it's in one of the in one of the um narrated illustrated versions on tincast.com but uh he, he wanted to skin me like a dog and he's got a great southern accent so it's been fun you like a dog. <laughs> showing up yeah exactly oh, exactly <laughs> uh so i just did a great interview with a podcast last night um a rock fin uh, it's called Reality Czars. Um, a bunch of uh, really good guys came on there, and uh, they had a very interesting theory about um, about like cryptids, ghosts, and all that stuff. And one thing that, and it really opened my mind to it, and it's something that I've talked about before. It was uh, with Nate. Chavoya, Ben Ingram, and the Paranoid American, and they were talking about how how depending on what your mindset is, depending on what your mindset is, what you that will affect what you see. So so if you're uh, if you're let's say atheist, right, you'll see a UFO. If you're spiritual, you could see ghosts, demons. If you're like in really open minded to it, you'll see Bigfoot because they were talking about how like UFOs, aliens, and Bigfoot have the same. Oh no, excuse me, ghosts and Bigfoot. It's one of those one of those two and Bigfoot have the same kind of characteristics in that you smell them before you mm. see them. There's a smell. Mm. I was yeah. telling I was no, telling Johnny to that. I was telling Johnny like there's these TikTokers that didn't believe in ghosts and then they went to the Queen Mary and then some shit happened and now they start going to all these haunted places and shit happens all the time. Yeah. Which is that I think they opened a portal because they went in there you can yes. tell they went super non-skeptical like oh this is bullshit. They opened a the portal to advertising dollars is what they did. But, well there is that. that. Yeah. That but, is nothing cuz they are killing it. They are killing it. What but again is like if you don't believe it you'll never see it. You'll yeah. never see it. This it's is, like, this on, is like the ancient simulation. You know, it's like uh, it's it's pre-corporate media simulation where your religion obviously informs your worldview and then everything you see is interpreted through that worldview so yeah it makes sense that an atheist would see one thing and then someone who's christian or jewish or, or muslim whatever would see something completely different which is kind of what i experienced in georgia because you know um there's a a, a group of like young sad kids who are like addicted to drugs who reject god outright who you know see the world as meaningless and everything is just corrupt which you know it is but corrupt and and they don't really think about ghosts like that they don't think about um demons like that but their parents and their grandparents they also experience weird things in this town but they attribute it to god and satan and they think all these things are demons you know so there's like even in this little town there's two competing languages and worldviews on all the weird shit that goes on there, which um, I thought was really interesting. But uh, yeah, that town is, it's not unique to just that town. It's, it's everywhere. You know, we all just see things how we want to see them. 
and uh, we reject those things that we don't want to believe in. I completely and utterly agree, man. We got to have you back. I'll uh, get deeper into your book. Maybe do a union of the unwanted Definitely. with all you guys on to talk about all the stuff you got going on. I would love to do that with awesome. you. Uh, thank you for coming on brother. Shane, can you tell them one more time where they can find you? Yeah, man. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at, at Shane Cashman on all the social media platforms. Uh, you can get the first inverted world book at invertedworldbook.com. Uh, I have a few other books at, uh, they're on Amazon and also at shanecashman.com. Uh, and the new Inverted World book, which is this one we're talking about that takes place in Georgia, uh, that will be out, I believe, on March 21st. All right, brother. Well, we really do appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate you uh, you know, talking to us about all the stuff you got going on. You're, you're, you're a great interview, a lot of fun to talk to. You have an open door anytime you want to come on. Just let me know. We'd Thank love you. to have you back, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Awesome. Guys, again. Go to samtriplee.com. Grab the links to my shows. I love to tell you, man, I, I wish you got, we got, we got the, 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 the comedy chaos again this Wednesday night. Tickets were moving quick. Grab them now. Then Spokane. Uh, we got tickets left for Spokane, but Tacoma sold out. So grab your Spokane tickets. And then obviously I'm going to be in Minneapolis uh, in the first week of March. Come get weird. Lots of shows coming up. Go to samtruly.com. We love you very much. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Please stay tuned after these promos for a clip from the latest Broken Simulation. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is Precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold, and you could join. And uh, the, he's hooking you up. They got great pro that you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can, too. We also have... Everybody at Eagle Research, that's right, Eagle Research, AquaCure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there, use the, the, the promo code Tin foil hat, three words, and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code TINFOIL. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the, the promo code is... Swarm, Swarm 15, 15. Get 15% 15 off, off all your crystals, all your quartz, all uh, you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff. All the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles. You name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. All right. So this is, uh, you, did you send this to me? This crazy woman. Oh, yeah. So this is the craziest. We're not going to say what it's about, what she's freaking out about. But just so you know, this is the type of person that has dictated to you how you lived your life the, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Watch this lady. Now, Johnny, you describe at home what, what's going on to the listeners. <laughs> Let's go. Why don't you go? Go back. We've got a woman here. 
who is spazzing out. She looks like uh, she looks like the crazy lady yeah. who like taught art part time at the high school, you know, and yeah, came yeah. in with just like yeah. a handful of like she, her purse like, and papers. Like double gi- digit cats. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, 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 Hasn't yeah. seen Schlong in a decade no. or so. No, 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 no. Angry no. at the world. Angry. In your house. All I'm doing is working. Okay, asshole. You've got a lawsuit on you now. Okay. okay. What, is, what is your name and the name of your garden service? I cannot. And there's a guy who's okay. trying to work. Trying to work. And I don't. What is their problem? That I think it's that he's not wearing a face covering. Yeah, uh, and that, and a, she, a face They're diaper. outside, to be clear. Yeah, and the outside. thing that she calls a face covering just fell off her face. Yeah. She's got her hand all yeah. over it. She's touching trying it. to put it on. Now she has double. There's there's four ties. Yeah, and she, none very, of them are tied. None of them are tied. <laughs> She's she, falling off her face. Yeah, it's hilarious. Listen to me. I am telling you to stop filming me. Okay, then leave me alone. She's holding it. Like I'm trying a gas to. Attack. I'm trying to. Document this for my safety and yours, okay? Oh, shut up. See, and stop. Okay. What she said earlier is why our country's out of whack. It's lawsuits. Somebody like that can file a lawsuit against anybody. Anybody. Crazy people. Can, and these lawyers, there's too many lawyers. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. There's just too many lawyers. Yeah. So they're just grabbing cases like this. Go on. This is so funny. So stop. So if you're at home, this guy, he's a law maintenance woman. This woman looks like she owns a thousand cats. She looks like she's protest. Like she looks like she likes to stand in the middle of traffic to protest climate change. Like she just looks like an art art teacher who has like the Black Lives Matter flag, (laughs) the gay pride flag, all that stuff in her kindergarten class. Like that kind of crazy. And she's again struggling to put on an apron on her face. She is now walking. She has picked up papers off the ground. Now, I don't know if she's writing down his name so that she could sue him, right? So she walks around the back of the truck. He's following her with the camera. Go. Follows her around. She's grabbing stuff. Central's garden service. She is. She. She's put. She's taken a rubber trash can, a rubber made trash can, off the back of his truck. Yeah, like when you're a kid and you want to play either astronaut or robot guy. R two D two. R two D two. That's what she's doing. She's put the trash can over her head so he can't continue filming her. Which is somewhat of a like she is stealing from him in a weird way. She is vandalizing his work. Yeah, she's touching his property. Yeah. Would you like my phone number? (laughs) What'd she say? Hang on. She's writing (laughs) something down inside the barrel now. You can hear it. (laughs) What are you doing? Can I have your phone number and your name too? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Four two zero. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's insane. Yes. What is your name? Sancho. Sancho. Okay, and what is your phone number? That was it. Okay, so you're the owner of this business. Yes. And what is your last name? Love. Okay, is that your actual legal name? See. Como te amos? 
was she upset about? Like, imagine living uh. there in this, and you're upset. Yeah. Do we even know why she's upset? No, I, I don't. I just know that's a crazy thing. That's person. the funniest thing. I mean, what? That, a, that is a, a level. She was worried about that mask. A mental illness that is just beyond. Yeah. That looks like San Francisco, right? Yeah, it's something somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah West, for sure. It's definitely West yeah. Coast. Oh, it's very liberal. Yeah. Oh, until oh, yeah. They're it could not. be like Oregon or right, like Washington. Right, right, right. That clip was from the latest episode of Broken Simulation. It's available on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sam Tripoli and in every podcasting app. Please subscribe where you can because they are shadow banning the shit out of it. Thank you very much. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.